Hey gang, this is Trent Chattaker, chiropractor and advocate for chiropractors who locate, analyze, and facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of the body's innate intelligence. Welcome to today's tick. For each week, we study a chiropractic principle, question, or chiropractor to help you acquire today's philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Thank you for investing your time with us as a student of chiropractic. Now let the class begin. Chiropractic is a philosophy, science, and art of things natural. A system of adjusting the segments of the spinal column by hand only for the correction of the cause of dis-ease. Chiropractic is defined as the science of palpation and adjusting the articulations of the human spinal column only. A system of adjustment consistent of palpation of the spinal column to ascertain vertebral subluxations followed by the adjustment of them by hand in order to relieve pressure upon nerves at the intervertebral foramina so that the nerve force may flow freely from the brain to the rest of the body. R.W. Stevenson. In today's tick, we're going to grow in our understanding on what is chiropractic. As you listen, make sure you share us with your friends, classmates, and colleagues, and feel free to tag us at today's tick. Now let the class begin. The founder of chiropractic was D.D. Palmer. He was a magnetic healer by trade before facilitating the first ever chiropractic adjustment in 1895 in Davenport, Iowa. After the first adjustment by D.D. Palmer, he, uh, he chose the name chiropractic for what had just occurred as it properly described the action that took place. If you break the word chiropractic down to its root origins, you'll find two Greek words, uh, which the first one is uh, chire, which means hand in Greek, and praktos, which means done by in Greek. And so done by hand was uh, the new profession at its trade that D.D. Palmer um, just created pretty much overnight uh, in one adjustment, but probably took years to get to. And what he did was he also developed a philosophical and scientific course of action that correlated uh, together. He didn't just create something uh, to do, he created something to do and a reason for doing it. And so really for hundreds of thousands of years, there has been documentation of manipulations of the spine that have taken place throughout different cultures and different places in the world for different reasons. But in 1895, uh, there was a uh, philosophical, scientific, and art form established by D.D. Palmer for the purpose of adjusting segments within the spinal column uh, for specific purposes. You see, the philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic that D.D. Palmer established uh, was based on this and uh, based on this uh, premise that there is an inherent recuperative power within the body to heal itself that utilizes the neurological system for proper coordination and direction of normal function 
uh, which is dependent upon uh, healthy structural spinal integrity. Uh, so he had a premise uh, for why he was uh, not manipulating the spinal column, but facilitating a proper chiropractic adjustment. And so the power of healing uh, within the human body is a scientific fact that is dependent upon the neurological system in the process of coordination and the direction of the trillions of cells uh, that require a coordinating system to all work together uh, towards an optimal state of well-being. Our body f literally functions as one unit and it needs something to coordinate that and that is the neurological system. So your highest quality of well-being is directed by the part of your body called neurology. And neurology communicates from brain to body and body back to brain through impulses. And our profession has termed these impulses as mental and uh, mental in the fact that they are occurring without your, uh, your educated will in the process. For example, your heart is neurologically communicating to your brain and it's telling your brain whether or not you're sitting or whether or not you're, well, your brain's telling your heart that. And the two are communicating back and forth through these mental impulses. And that communication allows the heart to bump at a certain rate and pump as much blood as you need right now. But if you got up and started running for the bus or you got up and you started running around the lake for your morning jog, your heart's going to beat differently based off of the communication that is taking place through the neurological system. And this communication process needs to be free of interference or in, uh, impingement in order for an optimal state of communication to occur so well-being can take place at its natural rate of normal function. The practice of chiropractic focuses on the spine due to the intimate relationship that the bones in the spine have with the neurological system. Intimate relationship in the fact that they are very close to each other and they have mechanoreceptors communicating back and forth with each other. So there is this connection between the spine and the nerves. Uh, and we refer to this as a structure-function relationship. Uh, and the structure of the alignment of your spine affects the function of the neurological system. So nerves coordinate overall well-being. And nerves require bones within the spine to protect and direct the neurological system. And so you want those bones to be functioning in proper accordance with each other. You want proper alignment. You want proper structure. And the power within the body to heal and recuperate back to an optimal state of well-being uh, is coordinated through that neurological system. And the ability for that neurological system to function is literally influenced by the alignment of, yes, you had it, your spinal bones or your vertebrae. So chiropractic is a philosophy, science, and art of facilitating adjustments by hand for an optimal state of integrity. Well, there are tools that can facilitate the adjustment nowadays. There is new technology that can help that. I am using an older definition from over 100 years ago. 
But the point of the story is your body has this innate characteristic of restoring health or strength that wants to be healthy and naturally wants to heal damaged or sick or dying cells and tissues. But with that, let's have a disclaimer. Sometimes too much damage has occurred to the cells and tissues within the body and therefore healing is limited. And the example I always use in practice with my clients is uh, if I cut my hand off and threw it in the ditch for a week and then went out there to bring it into the surgeon and asked him to stitch it back together, the surgeon is going to look at me and say, too much damage has occurred. Healing is not going to be optimal. But if I cut my hand off, threw it in the ditch, went and grabbed it, ran to the hospital and said, surgeon, put this on, he may have a better chance because there was less time to the damage. And if it was just a minor cut, then there's less damage overall. And so healing has its limitations. So by no means take the definition or the philosophy, science and art of chiropractic as the one cause, one cure all. That is not the case. The case, uh, first and foremost, is you need to always consult with an appropriate healthcare provider um, and you can choose who that is. But chiropractors across the board recognize the limitations of healing and practice within the responsibility of work and within the cooperation of other healthcare providers for the best interest of the client. And so just like limitations to healing based on the extent of the injury or trauma, so too can there be limitations to healing due to the interference of the neurological system at the spinal cord level. So just because the chiropractor finds and corrects the subluxation uh, for proper alignment and removes interference doesn't mean that all of that restoration is going to bring you from uh, where you are now to the most optimal state overnight. Uh, there is limitations, folks. But let's not focus on the limitations for right now because we're looking at what is chiropractic. And I feel like it revolves around the fact that there is a power within the human body to function and heal and coordinate on its own without really any outside help. Um, and it requires the neurological system for that coordination of the trillions of cells working together for an optimal state of well-being. So your highest quality of well-being is directed by your neurological system through communication of mental impulses from brain to body and body back to brain through nerves. And this process needs to be and wants to be free of interference or impingement in the nerves. You don't want any type of um, resistance to the impulse. You don't want to change the course of the impulse by stretching or slowing down the speed of the impulse. That would require less expression at uh, one or two ends. And the practice of chiropractic really focuses in on that spine due to that relationship that we talked about of the spine, uh, with the bones within the spine, with the neurological system. That structure-function relationship is at the core of chiropractic. That's why a lot of people, when I ask in practice, I say, what do you know about chiropractic? And the only thing they know about chiropractic is that we deal with the spine and the bones. They just know that we like to focus on making adjustments to the spine. But when I ask them a further follow-up question and I say, well, do you know why we do that? They usually 
uh, nine times out of 10, stop at the point of, well, because of alignment. Well, yeah, that is part of the process, part of the equation, but alignment is not necessarily that ultimate reason why. And I take it a step further with my communication, and I am with you right now on this podcast, because the neurological system is the primary tool for that expression of that inherent recuperative power that we all possess. It's the power within the body to heal and coordinate in an optimal state of well-being. It's the power that differentiates in the medical community on whether or not someone is alive or dead. They take a, um, they take a medical device and they see if there is any power in the nerves. They see if there's any power in the brain. That power in the brain is a generator and a coordinator. It sends power to the rest of the body, the rest of your body. So if spinal integrity interferes with that power, uh, we, um, we define this as vertebral subluxation, uh, and then we define a um, specific introduction of a force into that area that has lost its integrity as a chiropractic adjustment to help bring back spinal alignment. Vertebral subluxations are misaligned spinal bones with interference on the neurological imp- impulses. So it's a multi-tier definition that says it's not just a bone that's in an improper aligned position. It's a bone in an improper aligned position that is causing some sort of stress on the neurological tissue. Um, so the objective of the adjustment is to uh, facilitate a um, proper spinal integrity that reduces the amount of interference or stress on the neurological system. Just adjustments, chiropractic adjustments are typically facilitated when the chiropractor uh, finds the desired subluxation to adjust, he or she applies a uh, some sort of force. I, I use a high velocity, velocity, low amplitude force on the vertebrae, which means I move my hands quick, but it's shallow. And so it's very, um, uh, very safe and effective in um, producing the amount of force necessary to take that negative uh, structure into a positive state of motion and uh, correction. And so the adjustments sometimes uh, in that process will create a cavitation, which is common, which is just an audible release of joint pressure. It's just a change of pressure in that joint cavity. Uh, but the point is, after the subluxation uh, increases in its range of motion, uh, the vertebrae now is able to uh, realign with the vertebrae above or below. So you move a vertebrae that's not moving properly and it starts moving again and now it moves in accordance with the rest of the spine and you've got this wholeness taking place. And so the question I sometimes hear is, well, what does subluxation affect? What's the cause or what's the effect of subluxation to my body? And the best answer is, well, look at the objective of the adjustment. The objective of the adjustment is to restore proper structural alignment within the spine to allow the relationship between the spine and neurological system to have less interference or impingement due to that poor malfunction in spinal integrity. So 
if we create better structure within the spine from the adjustment, that means you're going to have better function within your neurological system. So what does vertebral subluxation affect? Vertebral subluxation can affect the body's inherent recuperative power that utilizes the neurological system. We're just going right back to where we started. When structure of the spine is dysfunctional, there can be interference within the function of the neurological system. And these impulses that take place over the neurological system between the brain and the body uh, to the hundred of trillions of cells literally coordinate bodily function. You're talking whole body function. And the communication process needs to be and wants to be free of interference for that optimal state of well-being. So better structure within the spine and less subluxation means better inherent recuperative power to coordinate overall well-being. Well, it's kind of like a weather forecast. You can make a best guess, but you can't always put your um, money on the marker. You can't tell someone that it's not going to rain today when there's a chance of rain. And so I tell people there's always a chance for better overall well-being because it talks about um, the benefits of chiropractic in the realm of positive effects, but it doesn't always directly tell you, the consumer, what specifically will change because that is dependent upon a lot of factors, just like we talked about, which is one of them being the limitations of healing. We all have different limitations. We all have different grandparents with uh, a different genetic uh, biome. So we all have different chances of benefiting from something that is positive. But we do know in chiropractic that the adjustment is a positive effect. Um, but as a final disclosure, I always, always, always consult with a chiropractor to determine whether or not care is appropriate for you. So don't use this episode or this podcast as a, a process uh, for consulting uh, your uh, care. It is educational. Um, but when you do consult with a chiropractor, they will do the proper evaluation um, to determine uh, the process that needs to take place after the consultation and history and exam has taken place. So I challenge you if you're listening to this and you are not under chiropractic care to find a chiropractor to benefit from chiropractic care. And then I also challenge those that are under care or going to school to be a chiropractor or are currently practicing chiropractic to try to take this episode to the next level and share it with someone or explain to someone the simple philosophy that we have on spinal integrity and its direct relationship to neurological function and how that neurological system coordinates and expresses that inherent recuperative power to function in a state of optimal well-being. There you have it. Thanks for joining us on this episode. I look forward to the next one where we will meet you there. Thanks. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did. Let me know what you enjoyed about it by tagging us at Today's Tick on social media. And if this is your first episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location, analysis, and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. 
be a champion and send them this episode. As BJ Palmer said, you never know how far reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. As always, we like to end our episodes with the definition of chiropractic. Chiropractic is a healthcare discipline that recognizes the innate recuperative power of the body to heal itself through identifying and caring for vertebral subluxations due to the relationship between structure and function as coordinated by the neurological system and how that relationship affects the preservation and restoration of well-being. This information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, mitigate, or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for any physical conditions, symptoms, or diseases. Directly consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any chiropractic or medical advice. In addition to the benefits of chiropractic care, one should also be aware of the existence of some risk. Risks associated with some chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke already in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.